This is a teaching from Grace River Church in O'Fallon, Missouri. Our prayer is that this sermon will help inspire you to take the next step of your faith with Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up? My name is Chris Heifel. I'm lead pastor here at Grace River. I want to say thank you so much for watching church online at home. Right now we're in the middle of a new series for the new year, Holy Habits. We're talking about uh, some small disciplines that can make a really big impact in your life. And today we're talking about the discipline, the spiritual habit of prayer. And so if you've ever wondered how to get more out of your prayer life, this talk is for you. And I really believe there's a next step on your spiritual journey that you can take today uh, through some of this teaching. And so that's my hope and my prayer for you. Uh, If you're interested in in prayer, I want you to know uh, that we have a monthly prayer gathering here at the church on like the second Saturday of every month. So this year, this month is the 15th uh, prayer gathering. It's going to be up here at the church at 9 a.m. So January 15th at 9 a.m. Saturday, January 15th, 9 a.m. We'd love to have you come up. Uh, And this is going to be a great time uh, as a church that we're going to be praying uh, and man, whatever prayer needs you may have, uh, we're going to be praying for our community. Uh, we're going to be praying for our families. We're going to be praying for our friends and praying for our new year that we have here in 2022. And so you're welcome to come to the prayer gathering. That's again, Saturday, January 15th at 9 a.m. So um, I, uh, growing up, you'll never believe this, but I was a musician. Uh, and I, I don't know how to play any music today, uh, but in middle school, uh, you, I think you had to pick like either like a foreign language or some kind of a special art class. And for whatever reason, I chose to be a part of the orchestra. I know that sounds ridiculous that I was a part of the orchestra, but um, I'm going to show this picture to you and you may wonder where I'm at. I'm actually right here in this picture here. This is me in the cello and I'm going to zoom it in here. Uh, I got the mean mug on and so that's me right here. Uh, and so this is the most awkward instrument for a seventh or eighth grader to play because I rode the bus as well. And so I had to lug this thing around down the hallways of school onto the bus and walk about a half a mile to my house with this dumb cello, right? Uh, the only song I ever really learned how to play was the Batman theme song. And I thought that was pretty sweet, but that's, that's the extent of my cello playing. So I actually was a part of an orchestra Interestingly enough, though, when it comes to being a part of an orchestra, um, especially a middle school orchestra, not like a symphony orchestra, uh, the difficult thing is, is the, none of us really sounded that great. In fact, we oftentimes sounded very out of tune. We oftentimes, I can't imagine being the teacher of this class and how frustrating that, that it had to be to listen to how bad that we really were because we sounded nothing like a real sympathy, right? We didn't have a nice hall to meet in. We didn't have, we weren't professional musicians. Uh, And, you know, I've watched on TV what these guys sound like, and it's pretty phenomenal. I've never actually been to one in person, but I can imagine that it's way better than watching a seventh or eighth grade uh, presentation or seventh or eighth grade concert, not presentation, of something like this. And so the reason why is because they're in step, they're in alignment, they're in rhythm. And really that's the way that prayer should be with us and God. Uh, That oftentimes, whenever we're praying, we're kind of praying and we're not getting much out of it and we're wondering why. And it's because we're not in sync, we're not in tune, we're not in step, we're not in rhythm uh, with this relationship with God. And so today, I'm gonna talk to you about how you can get in step, how you can get in rhythm and what our expectations should be as a result of prayer. And so before I go any further though, I'm just gonna ask two quick questions. Is what causes you the most anxiety and who are you the most worried about? So two questions. What causes you the most anxiety? What, what is it in your life uh, that seems a little upside down that causes you the most amount of anxiety? And then 
And who is it that you care the most about? Like, who are you, who are you worried about right now? And my, my question to these two questions that I want to ask you is, how much have you prayed about both of these things? How much have you prayed about what it is that causes you anxiety? Have you really slowed down and talked to God about it? And how much have you prayed for the people that you're the most concerned about, whether that's your kids, a coworker, a friend, uh, maybe it's a spouse that you're just worried about, right? Now, it's important that we're slowing down and that prayer isn't the last result, but really it's the first result. And so I want to kind of share with you this, 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 in this teaching really three truths about prayer that I think will really help each and every one of us on the journey today, okay? And so three truths about prayer. The first truth is this, is that prayer is our lifeline to God. And so what's really important about prayer is that we recognize and that we understand that prayer is truly a connection and it's our lifeline to God. I think part of our problem sometimes is we're not sure if prayer really works. And so, but I want you to know today that prayer works and prayer is our way that you and I get to connect uh, to this holy God. And so uh, we oftentimes treat prayer like a phone booth. Now, uh, I, I grew up in an era where there were phone booths and Depending on your age, uh, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then let me explain it to you, okay? Um, in the 80s and the 90s, in order for you to make a phone call, you didn't have the, a phone in your pocket more than likely, right? And so what you would do is you'd carry some quarters around with you. Uh, and for me, uh, growing up in the 90s, I, I didn't have a cell phone. I had a pager um, in the later part of the 90s, but uh, I would call my parents from the mall or if I went roller skating or something and needed to get a hold of them. And my hope was is that they were going to be home and they were going to answer the phone. That was the problem with pay phones is that you really were banking on, man, I hope my parents are home because if they're not, I'm going to have to hang out at the mall for, for a while longer, right? And so uh, you would use uh, quarters to, pay, to call people and that hence pay phone, right? And we oftentimes treat prayer almost like a pay phone. We think, we're hoping that God hears us, but we're not even sure if he really does. We're kind of like calling our parents and we're just hoping that they pick up. But here's what I want you to know. When it comes to God, it's not about a payphone. God is gonna answer. What I love about technology is that today, if you call somebody what do you, and they don't pick up, what do you do? You quickly just text them and you're probably gonna hear back from them pretty quickly, right? Uh, and that's the way it is when it comes to prayer, really. So prayer is more like, a cell phone, less like a payphone, okay? Uh, and so God is not going to ignore you. We oftentimes can buy the lie and begin to think that God doesn't want to hear from us. And what I want you to know, he wants to hear from you. I was reading the Bible this, this past week in Matthew chapter seven, just about how much it is that God wants to hear from us. Look at what the gospel of Matthew has to say here. Uh, Jesus says this himself. He says, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. What's the important here? Keep on asking. Don't stop. Talk to God. Keep on seeking and you will find. Man, some of you have given up on seeking out this relationship with God. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. So when I ask from God, I receive. Everyone who seeks finds. When I look for God, I find him. And everyone who knocks on the door, it will be open. God does not throw up a do not disturb sign for us. God is always open. God is always available. And God wants to hear from me and he wants to hear from you. So it's important that we understand that prayer really is our lifeline to God. It's not a pay phone. It's a cell phone. 
And the connection to God, it starts with us. God initiated this relationship with us and him by sending his only son from heaven to earth to make things right between us and him. And so now he has done the initiating. It's just important for us now to receive that relationship and want to communicate with him. And so it's also important that we not only understand that prayer is our lifeline to God, but also we need to pray often and early. Man, when it comes to prayer, you and I need to be praying often and early. We oftentimes do this. Prayer becomes a last result in our lives. So we become Hail Mary kind of prayer people when really instead we should be praying often and early. We should be just saying, man, when a situation arises, when a difficulty comes our way, whenever we see something in our life that is praiseworthy or trustworthy, man, we should just automatically be praying instead of delaying, right? So Matthew chapter 7, verse 9, same chapter says this. Uh, you parents, this is a great thought here. If your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? So Jesus is kind of like giving like a hypothetical question here. Uh, and he says, no. Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? And he says this, of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will, you have, will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? God wants to hear from his kids. That's what God wants. If, if you're a parent, you understand this, is that you want to meet the needs of your kids. And as a parent, I, I recognize this because for me, man, nothing brings my heart more delight than hearing from my kids. Like I love to hear from them. And I want you to know nothing brings your heavenly father more joy than when he simply hears from you. It doesn't have to be some articulated, amazing prayer. God just wants to hear from his kids. So that's the second thing is that we should be praying often and we should be praying early. Man, he just wants to hear from you. And then the third thing is this, is that prayer brings comfort even when the pain is still there. So you and I are going to experience pain in our lives. And I want you to know part of the prescription to pain is prayer. But here's the thing. Just because you pray doesn't necessarily mean the pain goes away instantly. But when we pray, what is really happening is, is we're aligning our hearts with the heart of our Father. Now, uh, I have three kids, Ella, Jack, and Allie, and our, our middle son, Jack, was, is definitely afraid of elevators. Uh, there was a time, not, not today because he's 14, but as a toddler, he was really scared of elevators. And it was because one year on family vacation, we were staying at a hotel and Jack got on an elevator by himself on accident. We were getting ready to get on the elevator. We were waiting for the other two kids and we were waiting on them. And Jack sneaks onto the elevator. And I remember it plain as day. He sneaks on the elevator and he's got a big smile and a grin on his face as the doors close. This is a glass elevator that went up like 10 stories. And the look on his face was completely different as he went up 10 stories and then down 10 stories by himself. And as a parent, it felt like it was like a three minute long elevator ride. I know it wasn't that long, but we were separated from him that length of time. And whenever he comes back to the lobby, the first floor and the door opens up, Jack has melted. Like he is so upset, he's so afraid, he's so scared. He's so full of pain and fear. And all he wanted in that moment was to be back with his dad. And what I need you to understand, that's the same way it is in life. That, man, 
all we really need is to be back with our dad, back with our heavenly father, God. And it's not as if all the pain goes away. So when you pray, the pain of your divorce doesn't automatically go away. When you pray, uh, the grief and the loss of that loved one doesn't automatically go away. When you pray about the financial stress in your life, the stress doesn't automatically go away. But what does happen is this, is that we recognize that, listen, I'm with my dad, that, that I'm no longer alone, that although the pain may not be totally gone, I recognize this one big thing. I'm not alone anymore. Prayer brings comfort even when the pain is still there. So three different kinds of prayer I want to give you today as tools and application for you to use. And you may be like me and you may have like an ADDDDDD prayer life, okay? I want you to know that is me, okay? Uh, I can read my Bible and do pretty consistently well reading my Bible. When it comes to prayer, that's a deeper struggle for me because I have a hard time sometimes carving out time to actually do this. And so I'm going to teach you Uh, some things that have helped me along the way uh, when it comes to my prayer life. And so this first tool is something that I use often, 10-second prayers. That's simply praying throughout the day. And so I do pretty well at 10-second prayers, uh, which is this, is that I see somebody in need. I could be driving down the road and see somebody in need, and I can pray for them. Uh, Somebody, I, I can see somebody, and it makes me think of somebody else, and I will pray for the person that it makes me think of. I can be walking into a meeting and I can pray for the person that I'm walking into the meeting with, right? It's a 10-second prayer. We oftentimes think that prayer has to be folded hands in a posture or whatever, and and that's not the case. You don't have to go to some mountain and sit Indian style uh, with some smoke or something happening and incense in order for you to make a connection with God. You can pray a 10-second prayer, and it's something simple. God, help me with my attitude. Uh, God, help me me have a softer heart towards people. God... uh, Pray for my spouse today because it's clear they're going through something. Like, it's a 10-second prayer. It's not something that has to be long or drawn out. uh, But this is one of the ways that you can make a connection without God. The Bible even tells us that it's important for you and I to pray without ceasing, which means we just should never stop praying. And that's where these 10-second prayers fit in, is that you can be doing this as you drive down the road. Uh, You can be doing this uh, in in your cubicle. Uh, You can be doing this... uh, right before you eat a meal, like you can find a way to have these 10 second prayers and have communication with God throughout the day. Maybe that's a next step for you to take. The second way is that you can have a do not disturb uh, type of prayer, which is uh, carved out time alone with God. And this is really important that we have this kind of time, that we carve out a section of time in our day. I think it's great if we can start that in the morning. Uh, and it's a carved out time where uh, I, I recently discovered this feature on, your, on my phone Uh, iPhones have a feature called Do Not Disturb. And when you slide that feature over in settings, Do Not Disturb, no one can call you. No one can text you. Like uh, for just a few minutes, you can turn on the Do Not Disturb. And, And for me, in my ADD prayer life, that's really important that I slow down and do moments like that, that I carve out time alone with God. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. Uh, it can start with just three to five minutes of you carving out time to spend time alone with God. And man, if that's a struggle for you, like it is for me, a couple like helpful things is that you could write out your prayers, uh, that you could take a journal and, and literally write down what it is that you're praying about. Another thing that you can do is don't pray with your eyes closed. Uh, oftentimes when I pray with my eyes closed, it makes me think about other things. And so I will pray with my eyes open. I'll just look down or look up instead. Another thing that I do uh, that really helps me is I will stand and pray because for whatever reason, when I'm sitting 
and I'm praying, I, I get too relaxed. And to be honest with you, I can fall asleep. That's how comfortable my sofa is. So I need to stand up uh, to have these moments of prayer. But this is carved out time alone with God. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives us a prescription here. He says, but when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in heaven in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, what does God see? Everything, will reward you. So Jesus says, man, it's important that we have some of these do not disturb prayer times, that we're carving out this kind of time to spend time with God in private, a private moment alone with God. And I think about it like this. I, I, um, seven or eight years ago, I had a friend that would be on his phone every time we were together. It would drive me crazy. I mean, we would be having dinner with our families together. I would be having lunch with this guy. We would find different uh, social things to be a part of. And it felt like every time I was around this dude, he was on his phone nonstop. And it made me feel about this important in that guy's life. And I think when it comes to God, we get so distracted with our phones, with our laptops, with our tablets, with our TV, there's so much screen time happening that oftentimes we miss it when it comes to our relationship with God. And I think it's important that we slow down and we carve out that time alone with him, that we're making time to do that. And the third thing is his deep prayers. Uh, these are still prayers in complete solitude. And this is where you could spend 30 minutes to an hour uh, spending time with God. And as I mentioned, there's a next step for us all to take. So man, if you're not praying at all right now, maybe a 10 second prayer is the way for you to start. Or maybe you're doing fine with those 10 second prayers, uh, but, but you know that you need to spend more carved out that three to five to 15 minute time period alone with God. Maybe you're doing well with that and you need to spend some time in deep prayer where you are getting still alone and you are waiting to hear from the voice of God. In Psalms chapter 46, the writer of Psalms says, be still and know that I am God. In order for us to recognize that, that God is who he says he is, we have to be still and be quiet and recognize that he and only he is God in our lives. And so I'm going to do something for you at the end of our service time here online, and that's this, is I'm going to walk you through a guided prayer. And in this guided prayer time, I, I want you uh, to, I want to give you like a tool uh, in order for you to take a next step in your relationship with God when it comes to prayer. And so kind of walking you through some guided prayer time here uh, in our time together, helping you understand how it is uh, that you can pray and relate better to God. And so we're going to start uh, with some, some head stuff and some heart stuff, some soul stuff and some outside of us stuff and through, through our guided prayer time here together. And so the first thing I want you to think about is, is what has God blessed you with? Just I want you to think for a moment what it is in your life that God has blessed you with. You got it? You got a few things that you think about. Maybe you look to the person you're watching with or maybe you look around at everything that God has given you as you're watching online here today and just think to yourself what it is that God has blessed you with. Maybe he's blessed you with a great family. Maybe he's blessed you with a great job. Maybe he's blessed you with a great second chance. Like, I don't know what he's blessed you with. But we just look around for a second and just say, God, thank you for what you've blessed me with. Would you just do that right now? Like, I'm gonna give you a second just right now just for you to bow your heads to close your eyes and just talk to him. God, thank you. Thank you for what you've blessed me with. Would you, would you just pray right there? I'm just going to give you a few seconds. God, thank you for blessing us with so many things that we don't deserve. We know that you are the one that gives us everything that we have. Help us to, to not take that for granted any longer. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Then the next guided prayer I want to walk you through is, is what is weighing on your heart right now? And where do you need him the most? Like, what is it in your life that is just heavy on your heart? Like, is it the circumstance you're walking through, a difficulty, a, a season of life that you don't have the answers for? Like, what is it that is the heaviest on your heart right now in this moment? I want to give you a second just in this guided prayer time for you to pray right there, right where you're at, and just talk to God about what's heavy on your heart. And just, just take a moment. He's our Heavenly Father, man. He just wants to hear from us. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes again and just pray? I'm going to give you a second just to do that, and I'm going to, I'm going to close that time out too. What's heavy on your heart? God, we thank you that you're the kind of Heavenly Father that wants to hear from us, that you care about every concern, whether it's something small or something gigantic in our lives, and that you know all about it, that nothing has ever surprised you. And so, Lord, I, I pray for these, 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 uh, these things that, that are heavy on our hearts today. Help us to trust you with them and help us to see that you're with us, that we're not alone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The next guided prayer is, what are you dreaming of? Like, man, what's the dream in your heart? I, I really believe that when we're in alignment with him, uh, that there is a dream that God puts on our hearts. And I wonder, man, what, what are your thoughts drifting towards? And ask God for wisdom when it comes to your dream. Maybe God's given you a dream to start a new business. Maybe God's given you a dream to reconcile uh, a relationship in your family or a, a former friendship or something. And I, I just, what's your dream today? And man, how is it that you can fulfill that dream with God's help? I'm gonna give you a second to pray about that dream right now. God, I thank you for the way you made us and the creativity that you made us with. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to dream again. That 2022 would be a year where we're living with such faith that we dream again about what our lives could look like and uh, what our relationships could look like, what our future looks like. Help us to take big risks this year and to dream and to trust you in it. It's in your son's name we pray this. Amen. I got a few more for you. Where do your family members need prayer right now? And, and like, who is it in your family that is, you could just see that they need prayer? Can we just pray for them for a moment? Uh, who is it? And, and how can we pray for them? Let's pray. God, I pray for our families. And um, I know that with some watching right now, there are family members that are really far from you. And um, God, I, I pray that this would be a season of their lives where they would recognize their need for you. Help us uh, to not be judgmental to not be legalistic, but to be loving, that you would help us to figure out the balance of grace and truth as we give them advice and as we encourage them. God, help us to be slow to speak and quick to listen uh, in these family relationships. And, and God, I, I pray that ultimately they would just run back to your heart. It's in your son's name we pray this, amen. And then uh, where do your closest friends need prayer? Like you think about the, the people that you work with or the people that you're neighbors with or the people you went to college with or high school with or the people that you just would align with right now as some of your closest friends, man, where do, where do they need prayer? Can we pray for them?
about people in the community that that, uh, that need prayer today, like the needs of our community, the needs of St. Charles County or wherever it is that you live, like what are the needs of the people and just in context, the whole community as a whole, what, what, what needs do they have? Can we pray for our communities right now? The last area that I'd like to guide you through is, is praying for our world. Like you think about the needs that are happening all over our world globally right now. There's probably one of those needs that are really heavy on your heart. And so whether you watch the news or not, there's plenty of things that we can be praying for. And so, man, maybe it's just one thing that God's laid on your heart to pray about. Can we pray for the needs of our world just for a moment as we close out? God, we thank you for this amazing gift of prayer that you've given us and help us to never take it for granted. I feel like as a follower of you, um, it's, it's one of the areas that I know I need to grow in. And so Lord, help me to grow in that area. And for those listening today, God, I, I pray they would grow, that there'd be a clear next step, whether they take a 10 second prayer uh, as their next step, that they would just make a commitment to pray more throughout the day with those 10 second prayers. Maybe it's a carved out time, three to five minutes or five to 10 minutes a day, carving out time during their devotions to spend time with you. Or maybe it's, maybe it's some of those longer prayer times um, where we're spending 30 minutes to an hour just in your presence, being still, knowing that you are God. So Lord, I pray that you would help us to not be satisfied with where we're at, but to recognize that we have more to grow in. And Lord, help this to be a year that we look at, we look back at 11 months from now, we see that we've grown. Help us to trust you in all of this. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, I wanna say thanks for watching online at home today. Thanks for being a part of our Holy Habit series. I wanna invite you to join us to one of our three normal worship times, 8.30, 9.45, and 11 o'clock, right here at Grace River Church. Uh, we love online church, but nothing beats this in-person thing. And so come, hang out with us. Let's do uh, life together. Can't wait to meet you in person and I want to encourage you, man, if prayer is a priority for you, uh, we've got a prayer gathering on Saturday, January 15th at 9 a.m. right here at Grace River Church. You can come. We'll have some guided prayers like we just got done doing. And we're going to spend some time uh, meeting, knowing, and following Jesus. I hope that you have an awesome day. And I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. We would love to see you at one of our in-person services that meet on Sunday at 8.30, 9.45, and 11 a.m. If you feel so inclined to give, you can do so at www.graceriver.cc. Have a great week.